I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. Yeah, it's about that time, you already know. Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to stop the show. John Tanner, Ryan Rogers, DJ Jeremiah. We bringing the heat, man, it's drunk and fire like bruh. We in the fear, we in the fear, right? We in the fear, we in the fear. Just put it in work, we raising a bar. You tuned in to the track stop. Hey, yo, what's cracking? It's your man, LaCrae, a.k.a. Crazy Crayola, the bond servant. Right now, you listening to the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, and Jeremiah. I see you, boy. Hold it down. Yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, this episode is sponsored by the upcoming film Selfie Dad. Going to be available on video on demand Father's Day weekend. Look for it on iTunes, Fandango Now, Prime Video, and Redbox on demand. The video, the movie is starring Michael Jr. and Chanda Pierce. So make sure Father's Day weekend you tune in and check it out. All right. Yo, we have a very special guest with us today. Ron G is with us. How you doing, hey, sir? Hey. Hey, what up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? What's good, going good, on? man. Good, we, good. We've, uh, if you don't know, Ron G is a comedian. He, he's a writer. He's a lot of things. Um, and we've, I we've am an Emmy award winner, <laughs> Emmy award winning writer. Uh, <laughs> Emmy award winning writer. First, first at bat to the Emmys too. Um, and uh, he's been a friend of ours for a long, long time, man. We we've known him. Uh, he, he's from what South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. Um, but we we known him since he's been in Atlanta, and um, uh, yeah, it was a big part of our lives. So we're we're super proud of him, and so grateful that he, you know, stepped down from on high and, and graced the stage with us uh, today. Because you know, <laughs> no, we we, we have we have a lot. We we have a lot of respect for this uh, young man, man. He, he's amazing. So. Uh, thank you for joining us, man. Um, and I asked, I, you know, normally, you know, we have a special guest on. I want to get right to him and, and kind of get into it. But I asked him, like, yo, we got a lot going on. I want to hear what he has to think, uh, has to say about what's going on. So if, if you haven't heard, uh, check your pulse. But if you haven't heard, uh, George Floyd um, was killed um, a few days ago and the world is on fire. Um, if you if you haven't seen the video, um I, there's no way for me to describe how evil what happened to George Floyd was. Um, what what really touched me before I had even seen the video, 
Um, I, I was hearing, you know, you know, um, people in the CHA community talking about how they knew this brother. They knew him. Like he was, he was on a, he was on a, a godly path. He was a, he was a contributor to uh, mm-hmm. Christian hip hop community. He was, he was involved, man. This ain't just some random dude that you could just ignore. Like this guy was involved. And um, when when I heard that, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be really bad. So when I finally saw the clip. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be honest with you. I I couldn't I couldn't watch the full unedited like nine minute clip until last night. I, I just I just I couldn't I couldn't get myself to do it because I saw enough just with the edited <clears throat> stuff. But if you actually sit down and watch the full length, there's no there's if you could walk away from that and not say anything, you have to check your heart. There's something wrong with you personally because it it was it was um it was so evil. Like I, I've literally been crying. And, and 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 angry sometimes laughing but i've had all the emotions this past week because it's, it's just it's just been crazy but those those moments of laughter uh because when somebody says something true that i wasn't expecting to hear it, it it like breaks the tension in my heart and i wanted to ask you first ronji like as a comedian like i saw i saw you did it you did a, uh you put a clip up on instagram being able to laugh through times like this how, how is that even possible and what what is your emotions around uh what happened with george it's crazy. One because I actually didn't watch the whole video. I can't. I got uh, legit PTSD. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was shooting a TV show when it happened. I was shooting a TV show. It was like one of those prank TV shows. Yeah. And halfway through me pranking somebody, the cops pulled up uh, with their guns, and it was like a week or two after Sandra Bland died. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so like that, that mm. during that time, it was like three people that died that was like very visible around the world. And um, I was shooting the show, and the cops pulled up with guns, and the producers didn't stop the show, and they recorded the entire wow. thing. Wow. And so to be in this position like that, not have anybody come rescue you, quote unquote. Yeah. And then when I dropped the people off that I was uh, pranking or whatever, um, I had a meltdown. And since then I was going to therapy and stuff like that. So back then I had my moment that people are having now. Yeah. Because I it, I just realized it, it turned the switch on. So when I, I can't watch videos like that because it's triggering to me. So yeah. but that's when I had mine. So the moment that people are having now, I had mine a long time ago. But this particular moment I felt like is a very intentional moment in time. This is the poking the bear moment. This is the uh, meeting in the conference room where you have to talk to your coworker about the unspoken. Like this is when you with your person mm-hmm. and something's been going on for a long time, but nobody said it. This is the reset button that I feel like God is having with the world because everything we mm-hmm. build this country on um is revealed right now we you know we built this country on pride ourselves on being capitalism and you realize everything capitalism is based off demand and gas is the cheapest it's ever been you know yeah. what i'm saying and if it's off demand <laughs> yeah. then why are why is it why are they giving away gas for a dollar you know what I'm yeah saying? um you can get an airline ticket to dubai right now for seven dollars wow. any other time <laughs> and any other time the ticket is you know at least two thousand dollars especially um i couldn't go to my, my uh grandfather's funeral last year because the tickets were so expensive and i was like yo this is stupid Mm. and again i feel like this is a reset button from racism to privilege to lack of leadership and um just capitalism it's just a reminder that god just reminds us that everything is fragile right now even our health and you know the whole this is still we're still in quarantine and all this stuff is happening this is just how fragile and how vulnerable we are and this is the reset button this is what (coughs) in order to heal something you got to expose it and this is the world and our particular country and the things the bad the ugly side of us getting exposed so we can actually deal with it so i'm kind of glad it's happening i hate that you know somebody had to be the face of it and um you know i i it makes me breaks my heart about it was george floyd his family had to go through but this is the this is uh reconciliation 
moment. Wow. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it was definitely a tough week. Um, you know, there's a couple of things that have stood out in my mind. I mean, I've been watching news coverage for the last couple of days. I've um, watched people in our city go out. I've watched friends on uh, social media post about it. Um, but the thing that got me the most was the, the audio that was in the video, you know, and hearing George call out his mom and talk about how he loved her. And to know that, you know, she's not even she was she's dead. Yeah, she had And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it was I, it was so scary because it was like he was he was calling out his own death. Right. And mm-hmm. I never seen that with someone who had not already been on their deathbed or prior, you know, sick or something like that. Um, so that part to me was just gut wrenching. Uh, listening to his brother, you know, um, talk about injustice and we need justice was really hard. Listening to him say, you know, my big brother would never be here like he has kids things like that it it just i was telling my mother yesterday i was like i'm just i I feel that anger because uh, a 20 dollar bill or a counterfeit check or a counterfeit bill whatever it was is not enough for you to take a life right and it's not enough for us to sit here and feel that this that he should still be alive he should still be alive he really should still be alive and yeah it's just man I, I when you look at the video and you look at the the memes of the officer he had his hands in his pocket it, it was just so demoralizing it was so devastating to see no emotion on his face like he just didn't care like like, this like he, he was do. posing for the camera that's what it looked like it was yeah, like, like posing. What I do yeah absolutely yeah, there, yeah. There, there was absolutely no he had no regard for that man's life none like it yeah. they they were there were people screaming Check his pulse. He's not moving. Check his pulse. He hasn't moved for three minutes. Get off of him and check his pulse. No, nothing. They, after he stopped moving, after they said he has no pulse, he didn't move his knee for another three minutes. But what was the what was the whole eight minute of the knee thing anyway? He was why, on. Why didn't they just? Why didn't they just <clears throat> cuff him and put him in the back of the car and take him away? What was the need was for the cuffed? eight minutes? Was he, already he was cuffed. He wasn't. He, he was wasn't. Okay. He what wasn't saying, fighting him and put him in the car though. Like he why, fe- why was he, he still fell. On the he fell. And then mm-hmm. they decided to keep him there. What 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 they said was they called the EM because he he was complaining about breathing before that, and they decided to hold him down instead of helping him like a like a normal human being would help somebody. Why the 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 lack of care for his life was unbelievable, and the the guy that was standing like uh, warding off people, the cop that was standing up that you see in in the in the video and in the clips, is that the Asian guy? That yes, he he had no regard. He and and I don't know if this is true. Again, internet stuff. You don't know what's confirmed until it's confirmed. Confirmed, but they they have a relationship. I think uh, the the white officer that was kneeling is married to his sister or something. So there's already a camaraderie between the two of them where it's like, yo, why won't you go help? Yeah. Why won't you go do something? And and just his lack of care. It was it was I I had to watch my dad die last year. It's it's been almost a year since I had to watch my dad lose his life in front of my face. This was the second hardest thing I've had to see since then. Mm-hmm. Watching, I had to watch this man lose his life. Like you could see the moment where it was just he gave up, and, and for them not to 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 even check on him. You all right, man? You good? Everything okay? 
Nothing. It, it was it was the most evil thing I've seen. Um, I would say, man, it was. It's hard, man. It's hard. I mean, we it's it's almost a back to back to back thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean the Aubrey case, and then the young lady who shot got shot in her her house, and then this. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot, man. It's a lot. So it was just hard. I, I saw the video and I, I and I saw part of it and I was like, I can't. Like I, it's just it. It's I was angry about it because I felt like like everything you guys are saying is is true. Like it was just like he didn't have no. Like he could have done something different, but he chose not to do something different. If you get what I mean, like he could he he didn't have to put his knee on the back of that per on the back of um so his neck. Like he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't have to he didn't have to do that. Like and to me, it just seems like and I always said this and I've said this before. The approach from the police towards black men it's totally different than white men. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and 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 people just don't I don't know why people don't realize it. Like I posted something this morning, a video of a white man. I was on Twitter, a white guy, he's like got something in his hand going towards the police and they trying to calm him down. It's almost like if you ever saw the movie Higher Learning, when they after they beat up um Omar Epps, they they go towards Michael Rappaport character and they come and he has a gun in his hand and they trying to talk him out of like killing killing his killing himself and he killing himself anyway and it's just like the approach is different and i think that's what yeah. we are upset about besides his death of, of 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 him of him dying the way he died is y'all approach towards us it's totally different than anybody than other races and it's not fair but it's I a problem like- I feel like this country too, we do two things great. One is racism. We like the Golden State Warriors of racism mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> undefeated dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> the only people can do it better than us is Great Britain. Um, and then also we do ignorance well. And if you notice, yeah. we live in a country of victim shaming. Like that's what this country does more than anything else. This is the only country where a, a woman will get raped and people be like, well, she shouldn't dress like that. Or, yeah. you know, uh, they'd be like, immigrants are taking our jobs. I'm like, who hired the immigrants? Like you're not, they busted a uh, went to a plant like a meat packing plant, meat packing plant in Kentucky, and they like rounded up all these immigrants or whatever because they were like illegal, but didn't touch the people who own the company. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And especially even with uh, our country and police brutality, man. Or we think about slavery. Like the police mm-hmm. would do the most heinous stuff to us and hang us and be like, well, he was disobedient to like reconcile their yeah. own sin. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we're this is what our country is known for, man. But even think about. The conversation we're having right now, we got four black men watching this stuff. And when it gets into your system, man, you legitimately have PTSD. Like, I can't watch them. Like, I can't watch a lot of those videos. Like, I take my time. If I can watch it, I I can. If I don't, I stay away from it because my heart can't take it. I get angry. I get my my PTSD flare up and I don't know what to do with it. I get angry. Yeah, I chose. And and that's the one thing. I chose not to show the Ahmaud Arbery um, killing when we talked about that. And I chose not to show this killing today because I'm, I'm just tired of seeing it man I had to watch it because I know I have to yeah. be factual when I talk about this stuff or people use yeah. any little thing to say oh well you don't really know what you're talking about and all that kind of stuff so I do it because I know I'm fighting not just against you know there, there's tons of people where they'll they'll find any excuse to discredit all of this and, and ignore this and move on with their lives mm-hmm. but I'm trying my best to say okay I actually know what happened here I actually know mm-hmm. And I, I I normally don't engage on, uh, online, but I had I had several arguments 
<laughs> yesterday. I just yeah. had to admit I had yeah. several arguments because I was just like, I'm I'm ti- I'm tired. I'm tired of I'm tired of Christians. I'm tired. I'm tired of white Christians making excuses for this. I, I just have to be honest, and I, I I have to apologize because a lot of times on the show I've said, you know what? Let's not talk about that because you know we have white we have white fans too. I don't want to alienate them. This ain't just a black show. But I'm tired of doing that, man. If you if if you don't see this as a problem, you you can go somewhere else. Honestly, we're we're, we're black men. We're Christians. This 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 matters to us, and it should matter to you too. Now I, I just don't understand the 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 lack of care. If you're a Christian, how could you not care about this? Yeah. How could you not care about yeah. us? Weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. Why are you not mourning right now? Why are you making excuses for this man? I, I just I, I'm. Mm-hmm. But it hurts. Same today. I think about even um the pri- when pri- when you give a person privilege. There's so many blind sites, blind spots to privilege that you can't even have compassion for a human being. Mm. Like the fact that I'm a black person from the hood, you see every different type of person. And you know, I can look in a person's eyes within two seconds and tell if they're mentally ill or not. Yeah. But again, when you're not around people that are like that, Absolutely. and you see them, they're a threat to you. And it just hurts me, my heart that, you know, I have a sister that's uh, mentally ill or whatever, but I can tell when somebody's, you know, not all the way there but i've yeah. seen mm. video footage of somebody who's you know autistic or something and can't control themselves and you're asking them to remain calm while they're in a very threatening position yeah. you know and stuff like that breaks my heart but again when you don't know us you can't police us and and that that explains what jeremiah was talking about why there's such a big difference between how we're treated when you see when you see somebody that looks like you or looks like somebody you know you have a compassion for them you can make excuses for them you can you can give them the benefit of the doubt because you know people like them if you see this person that looks threatening to you and you have no reference for them you, you you have no regard for them and that's that's what we feel and and for the people watching this at home, they're like, you know what? Here they go again, talking about this stuff again. It's not always about race and blah, blah, blah. And 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 the reaction I saw to, to what was going on in Atlanta last night and the comments that I saw flowing from Christians online about that. If you can look at that and not see that that is your fault, you're, you're missing something. The, the, the reaction to what happened last night in Atlanta and across the world is the reason why we have this problem. Because you're going to use that as an excuse to kill the next person next time. They act like animals. Look at how they're reacting. Look at how they are. And I feel so bad because they they, they looted uh, Fist Plaza. They they uh, hit up the Omni and the CNN Center, and they're going to use that as a reason to kill the next black person. But they're gonna. They're gonna. To the courthouse in Michigan. They went to like the state house in Michigan. With, they went to the White House. They went to. They went everywhere no, with, with guns, though. They had guns. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and yeah. and nothing happened. Guns. Nothing happened. No tear gas. No no show of force. No curfew. But this one is different. Though. Nothing. This is like this this moment in time is very different. Where they got white people fighting on the front lines <laughs> with us. Like yeah. I seen this yeah. cop push this white lady so hard in Minnesota. He pushed her <laughs> to my app store. Like she was. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Bruh, he pushed her from my phone screen to my app. So I'm like, what you doing? She's right next to Candy Crush. Like, I want to get out of here. I'm like, I don't know how to help you, man. Like, pushed her from the riot all the way to the app store. Yeah. You know, one of the things that bothers me is when I see people in this time still talking about trivial stuff. Mm. Right? Like, it, to me, when you have a situation like this, and you can still say something about the lockdown, right? You can still say something about 
open reopening the government. It's like, ah, we'll come back to that. But right now we have a more important pressing issue. Um, I got mad at somebody the other day uh, on social media. It was just like, don't you hate it when um, your neighbors walk their dogs and just let them go all in your yard? I was like, what? Like, are you seriously putting this on social media right now? We got other issues. Yeah. Same the time. Same the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. With the half naked selfies. Selling <laughs> <laughs> oh, your tea. Like, not now, fam. The world falling apart. You're trying to sell some tummy tea. Put your clothes back on. Exactly. And it, it, it's <laughs> just. On Monday. It's it's the it's the ability not to care that's that's part of that privilege that we're talking about and I, this and I'll say this some I'm pro life as well I, I understand the desire for you to be pro life but a lot of you Christians a lot of you evangelical Christians love you you're term life Christians you're not whole life Christians you're term life you only care about life for a little bit of time you don't care about the whole life if you were really pro life you would care about this more than you do. I don't want to hear you complain about no embryos and babies in the womb if you don't care about this. You're a hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. You're not really pro-life. I am. You're not. So I, I'm just tired of the excuses. I'm, I'm done yeah, with it. You have to and participate. I, this, this is ridiculous. Yeah. That's the measuring stick for yeah. Christian, ain't it? Being pro-life and pro-choice, isn't that a measuring stick? It is. Yeah. And, and, and okay. they, they, only care about, <laughs> they only care about black. They only care about black lives until they look menacing to them. Yeah, they care. They love black babies. They don't care about black men. Man, when I mm. hear white people like, I don't see color. Like you, you never see colors of the cops show up. Like it was a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a Negro. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was kind of an urban, 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 Albany, like a beige-ish kind of individual. I'm not saying he's white. I mean, he's urban. Um, he <laughs> told me to put Alicia, my dog. You know, a lot oh, that of happened this week too. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, right. like, that happened this week say. too. It, it's, it's we're only talking about oh, one yes. of the ten things that happened this week. One of the <laughs> yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being black this yeah. week. And then Kylie, <laughs> Kylie Jenner yeah. is not a, a billionaire. You go put Kylie man. Jenner with us, right? <laughs> I did. I did. I went there. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew it was a lie. I knew it. You know what else is you know what else is a problem too? And and this is the start of the problem is you know, they keep talking about the rise of the Karen's. That is definitely a problem because you see on social media that I, I mean you they capture them on video too, just making black lives more miserable, making black lives harder, making the situation escalate. Like Sean said the other day on our call, he was like, I would have been I would I would feel terrible if I was that person who called in the check you know the the fraudulent mm-hmm. check or the forgery or whatever like okay all right yeah so somebody got away with that right i mean jeremiah's been in a situation where he said yeah he's worked for a company and they were getting robbed and it's like yo step back and let them take what they got to take because life is not worth yeah. that well, we can all have there. a fake 20 dollar bill right now yeah like, like how yeah, am i supposed to know it and not know it coming it's, yeah. it's, but it's I will crazy. say this too, man, because the media has a lot of control over how we're viewed. And that's why I feel like even as black people, words are important. Like we are responsible for how we're viewed. Not We're not responsible for it, but we can help in the um, and how, how we talk to each other yeah. and how we're seeing mm-hmm. each other. Like for me being a black comedian, I'm a clean black comedian. 
and I'm mindful of how I present myself. Because even when I'm mad sometimes, I can't do it because it's not the right time to be mad. Right. Gotta decide whether you want to be a nigga. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, up and get that check. <laughs> you don't have that moment at work where, you know, somebody say something slick, it's nice, nasty, and you go, you got a summer, you want to be a nigga. <laughs> But you get that check, or you at the office party, and they're like, "Hey, come on, show me that dance. We know you know it." And you got something you want to be on. <laughs> we all have that moment. But again, man, I don't know what it is where they they depreciate our skin just because we showed up, man. Like, think about it. One of the biggest shows on Netflix to date is Tiger King. Yes. Mm. What's the difference between Tiger King and Michael Vick? Yeah. Mm. What's the difference? Mm. What's the difference between Michael, Michael Vick and Tiger King? Mm. Besides the animal. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now I do hate Carol Baskin and I know she killed her husband. Carol Baskin. Killed her yeah. husband. She whacked him. <laughs> I saw that the video. Tiger too. King when we yeah. talked down about Michael Vick. And he did his time. He did yeah. his time. And he yeah. can't even get every time they want to put him like in a hall of fame or something. It's like no, yeah. we can't because they, they're gonna protest. A, it. Can't even let him be the captain of the uh, Pro Bowl. Like yeah, crazy stuff. Like, it's like why? Well, they you know, let, we, they won't let him get a Sam's Club membership. <laughs> 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 well, you know, we had this conversation. We had this conversation a couple of years ago, and I remember I don't I don't know if there's anybody in, on this show. I think it was more of the comments of the stat of, of the uh, universe. When I said that there's certain things that I have to go through in order not to get myself caught up, right? Like I said, when I go into a store to buy hair care products, I always go to the front counter to make sure they see my face and make sure they see my eyes and so that they don't think that I'm somebody that needs to walk around. I don't wear my wave cap when I'm driving anymore because I've been pulled over by the police for having on a wave cap, right? And so it's unfair but it's something that we have to teach young black men is that you have to look inconspicuous as much as you can because you're yeah. going to get profiled if you don't. And, you know, I work for the nonprofit organization that works with young adults to help get them uh, acclimated with society and culture and how to dress properly and stuff like that. And when we talk about the different hairstyles that they may want to avoid, they get offended. And it's like, but you understand that what we're telling you is to save you from a lot of anguish and a lot of pain. And I think a lot of people shunned me that time when I spoke about this saying like, you shouldn't have to do all that. Why are you yeah, going you jumping through hoops? You shouldn't, but I'm also a father of three young girls and I want to make it home, right? Yeah. I've been in situations where I've had road rage and, and somebody got mad at me and jumped out the car and it's like, okay, I'm going to keep my eyes looking forward because I got to get home. You know, it was, it was actually on my birthday. And so I'm like, I got to make you home today. So I can't look back at him and give him a nasty look. Otherwise, it's going to be on. Same right. thing with the police, right? Same thing. Yeah. So we, as, as black men, we have to go that extra mile. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it gives you comfort and peace to return back home. What's, and I know a lot of people don't agree I was going to say this too, man. I feel like it's also in our toolbox. As a, as a young black kid, you learn at an early age, you have to do a yeah. lot of stuff just to make white people comfortable. Like, yeah. if you're approaching yeah. them, and it's a dark road. It's just y'all too. You got to speak first to make sure they yes. <laughs> yes. Well, when you get on the elevator, yeah. you, we got to stand closer to the buttons because you stand in the back and a white lady come up. It's gonna be a problem. But yeah. you stand next yeah. to the buttons. So when you pull up, you know, around white, yeah. you got to turn your music down. Like it's just so yeah. much stuff. It's a, that yes. We have to do that's in our DNA that we have to do just to make them comfortable. What What do we have to? What help me? What do we have to say to convince you? Like I, I just don't know what else needs to be said. We show you the video. 
We we we. I, I'm telling you that I'm not talking about other black people. I'm talking about me. I'm scared. This is not just some yeah. theoretical thing we're talking about here. Yeah. We are scared. You don't believe us neither. You think we making it up? Yeah. What does it yeah. take? I, don't, I just don't yeah, understand. It's willful ignorance. They can have a whole pet wolf instead of a black man. With no <laughs> they can have a whole pet gorilla and a wolf in the house, kissing them in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> and we're a threat because we're waiting on some coffee with our friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired, man. Too, by the way, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah, please do that. <laughs> You know, Sean is working on some material right now. <laughs> remember you know, where this? After, remember where you got this one from? <laughs> after for after Philando Castile was killed, uh, I made a comment to Sean, and it was basically like, "There's nothing else we can do, right? We I'm, have shown I remember our that. hands. I remember that. We yeah. have, yeah, we have shown our hands. We have put them on ten and two on the steering mm. wheel, right? Even and I don't carry a weapon, but he even can." said that you I have a concealed him. weapon. I have a car. I have a weapon in the car. And so it's just like, at what point are we going to say, all right, do we stop driving? Is this quarantine the best situation to keep <laughs> we us alive? Yeah. You know what? That was the they won't think you're driving it. <laughs> when I was working back at 107.9, I was too enamored with the whole, you know, celebrity radio life and, and, and rapper lifestyle. Paperboy. And I had... Yeah, I had a I had a black black car. He's not lying, ladies and gentlemen. I, I saw it. I was there. Black car, black tenant windows, and black rims. And I was pulled over, and I was just like, my dad was terrified. He was like, "Man, you got me in this car driving." You fit this. You fit the description. <laughs> yeah, you look like this. paper boy. Like you've been, you know, dealing out paper. And I was just like, yeah. And I didn't realize it until I got back to work one day. And I had a brand new boss, distinguished black man, and um, I said, you know, <laughs> brand new boss. Yeah, like he had just got Praise to sound funny. Like he came on Amazon and <laughs> And he was black too. He was the last one on the show. The last one. One more stop. And it didn't. Yeah, and it didn't hit me until we were going out on a sales call, and I was just like, I'll drive. And I had just gotten my car washed, and I thought, oh man, I'm gonna impress him. And he walked out. And he looked at my car. And he was like, this is what you drive? And I was like, yeah. He said, no, nah, we're going to take my car. Mm. And I was just like, oh. And I didn't realize mm. it. But he explained to me. He said, that is a menacing looking vehicle that you're driving right now. He was like, you're going to scare anybody who you pull up to that know who you are. And what kind of car and was that's it? When it? It was a black Volvo. But it was all <laughs> black. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was all black. <laughs> It was all Volvo. black. I don't know a black person that owns like Christine. Remember that car movie, Christine? I got that too. Yeah. yeah. He pulled but up I in an all black Subaru. Like Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a murderer. <laughs> a Subaru? Yeah. It was a station wagon? All black? I got pictures of it, man. The rims on it. A Subaru. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And so <laughs> you, you learn at an early age to, to mature yourself past certain things. I caught one of my friends the other day and I was like, remember when we used to ride around with 15s in our trunks and bumping Jeez. loud music? You know, Jeez. that was cool until we saw uh, Jordan Davis get killed for it. Like, oh, come mm -hmm. on, man. We yeah. can't do anything anymore. Yeah. And it's sad that I don't think people realize that. I mean, <laughs> 
I just had PTSD when when Ron was talking about all the things he had to do about the elevator and turn your music down. Like this is real. This is my everyday. I ride around my neighborhood and I turn the music yes. down sometimes and I turn yes. it up other times. Why am I doing that? Because I'm worried that y'all are gonna say something and turn me into somebody that's gonna kill me. Like I, I lit- like literally fear all the time. I just mm, yeah. I, do I have to tell you this every week? We gotta talk about this every week. This hey, is Ron, real. check this out. Check this What's out. Up? I was in my driveway and my white neighbor pulled up to me and was like, hey, do you live here? What Are you waiting on somebody? What are you doing here? And I was like, I own this house. And he was right. just like, oh, OK. All right. Well, that's fine. Like, I raised you one. I raised you one in my condo. Okay. Um, there's a, a parking garage. One is covered and the other one's like uh, has a door on it. And me mm-hmm. and this white lady pulled up in my uh, garage at the same time. And so she backed her truck into the garage, but I think she was anticipating us getting out of the car at the same time to go to the same door to go inside the building. And she got out so fast and pressed the button from the door, uh, the door to go inside the building and closed the garage down on her hood. Mm. Oh, wow. So she had to get back in her car and back it up and then go back in the, uh, inside the building. But we then she had to speak to me. And I was like, you got to go through all that, like just not to speak to me, but you close the garage door down on your car. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, so man. too, man. Um, it's so funny, man. Like we just live in a time where there's so much stuff we have to do. Like we've we've been so acclimated to like making sure they're comfortable that it drives me nuts when I hear a black woman say, I'm going natural. Mm, yeah. Like you're going crazy. natural. The way your hair naturally grows out your head, you call it going natural because of what you're used to, what your standard is. That's crazy. Versus like I'm just letting my hair grow. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm going natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, your hair is like that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, interesting. It's it's ingrained in us too, and that, that's why I think there's a disconnect when because people say, well, what if the cop was black? Would you still? Black people are racist too towards black people. It's ingrained yeah. in us too. <laughs> we've learned. We we've learned to be. A, you see some people. Click 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 click. <laughs> we've learned to be afraid yeah. of each other as well. Yeah. Like this, it's yeah. permeated us. Is that really racism though? Is that really? Racism? <laughs> 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 I say it. We scared of niggas. I said it. <laughs> you in the field today. I ain't, apolo- yes, I ain't apologizing yes. for none of this. Yes, um, yes. But no, seriously. Like, like. So just because a cop, a cop that may be black, I've I've been harassed by black cops. Like that that makes no difference. It's the worst ones, bro. Yeah, because it's ones, it's bro. it's yes. this idea of I, I have power. These are my friends. I'm yeah. protecting the shield. I see you the yeah. same way they do, honestly. So I'm gonna just like Officer Jackson is your name. <laughs> it's it's no yeah. it's no different yeah. sometimes. So that's that's not an excuse. That that yeah. doesn't detract away from what we're talking about. It's still the idea that black people inherently are animals or they're they're less than. And they're going to use these images that they're showing on TV right now to prove why they're going to do it again in the future. Cop is going to yeah. say, look at who, what I have to deal with. And they're going to say, that's why I'm scared. And then it goes start all over again, over and over mm-hmm. again. So my question is for you, fellas, man, how do you manage uh, the anger? How do you manage that chip on your shoulder? For me, sometimes I got to unplug and make sure I keep my light bright because if I don't, I want to be in dark on stage and I can't let it affect yeah, my heart. How do you yeah. all unpack a lot of that trauma that we go through? Like, cause again, all of us watching these videos all the time, like yeah. we see at least five of these videos a day or when something happened, how many times a day do you say, man, if they was black, how many times you say that a day? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Up to six a day. Man, we wouldn't have got black, away with yeah. that one. Yeah. I, I would say this. I would say this. Um, as a Christian, you have, you have, you have the ultimate, stabilizer right vengeance is the lord's 
And you have to constantly remind yourself that I can take vengeance out myself. I could go out and, and break some stuff and hit somebody or whatever, but it's never going to be as complete and as fine tuned and as righteous and as pure as if God dealt with that situation. I have to trust yeah. that he actually cares about this, too. And if I let him take vengeance on the people that need vengeance, taking care of, uh, of them, then he's going to make sure that something actually changes. If I do it, I'm going to make the news. I'm going to be in jail. I'm going to be without my family. Like there's there's no way I can really do it purely. So I really believe God cares. I really believe God exists. And I really believe God is a God of justice. And I trust that he is going to bring justice. <laughs> I do. That is the Christian answer. But if somebody touched my wife, bro. Oh, I, 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 I told everybody on the call. If this was my brother that got killed, I'm throwing something at something. I ain't saying what? I ain't saying who? I'm not saying touch my lady and I can hear her crying for her life, bro. Doing something. It's going to be a problem. So I can't wait on God on this one. God, I got this one. I told him. And that's part of the problem is it's easier to it's easier to get by if this doesn't hit you at home. Yeah. I'm trying to tell people that if if this was your family member, how would you respond? Should be the same response here. Yeah. Should be the same care here. Why? Why is it different? Because if this happened to you, you would want somebody to defend you too, right? Yeah. I think the the scary part about it is when you see people filming the situation and want to do something, but then you realize, like, if I jump out there, then I'm about to start fighting the cops. And fighting the cops is totally different than fighting. But it's strength in numbers too, though, man. Sometimes if a a bunch of people make it plain and at least try to help the person out that's on the ground about some time, that's a good starting point. So that's, that's... that's a good point. The last thing, I, and some people brought this up on our call. The thing that really made me cry watching the video is the whole time I, I it's something inside of me said, um, I still feel like while you're watching it, you still feel like if you yell loud enough, they'll stop. It's that feeling of, man, if I was there, what would I have done to make them stop? Should I have actually intervened? Should I have pushed them? Even if it if, even if it cost me my life, should I have done what could I have done in that situation? Because I'm sitting there at my screen and I, in in the moment, I know this is already past. I'm still like, get off, get off. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And and, and hey, I, Ryan, what was that exhale, Ryan? Because I felt I felt that same thing when I was watching it. It was just like, what do you do? What yeah. what do you do in that moment? Would you would you would you? Because because the only thing in my my crazy brain was. Would, would you go over and push them off? Like even if even if they come and attack you, at least it'll give them a chance to. <sighs> I mean, like what what, what could you do my in that moment? My instinct is like crazy. I didn't push the bouncer because he touched my wife. Like just I don't. This dude oh, way wow. bigger than me. I don't know what oh, I was wow. thinking. But he was like, "Yo, back up!" And he pushed my lady. I'm like, I just pushed him. Back. Like, bro, don't touch my lady. Like, we can hear you. Like, just tell us what to do, but don't yeah. touch her. And yeah. So my instincts in general, I'm not because I'm not one of those people. Like, what I would have did was I'm not one of those people. But again, I don't like seeing people get hurt. I just personally. I can't watch fight videos. I can't watch, yeah. you know, people getting slapped, getting their head slapped all the way around. I don't like watching people get hurt. So just my natural instincts be want to at least like run and push them and just keep running or something. You know what I'm saying? Just to buy some time, man. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what I felt. So what? Okay. So we, we, we feel like this is this is bad. This this is outrageous. What what are we supposed to do? What are the people on the street yelling and, and confronting? What is, what do you what is the right way to do this? What What's the answer? But the problem I th- is too, I think though. I'm you- yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think the right answer is what they're doing, honestly, because I feel like I mean, people don't like riots, but at the same time, it's like 
when people when we tell every generation has been told to do something that they feel like it's no more like we can't do this no more it's not working you know what i mean that's what you're constantly hearing you've seen the people comments online like hey man we've been praying we've been protesting we've been doing we've been singing we've been doing all this and we riot now what's next you know what i'm saying that now that's the thing we, we're hearing people say what's next that's crazy after rioting like we if riot don't work what are we gonna do next start killing people so i think i think the thing is letting people do the anger because sooner or later it's gonna it's it's gonna stop i mean people they've been, ain't gonna po- they've do been it poking like, the bear for over yeah. 400 years you can't yeah. keep poking the bear and expect nothing to happen yeah so i think that's just one of those things where it's just like i think get, let people get out their frustration Let's get people, let people get out their frustration and let people really share how they feel. You know what I mean? And really yeah. talk and let them, let, let America hear the anger that they created. Yeah. The, um, I don't know if y'all saw this though, but the Atlanta chief of police, she did something really dope, man. She was yes. down there yes. on ground level at the CNN center listening to the people and they were angry and yelling at her and, yeah. you know, yeah. people hostile, but she still tried to listen. And I yeah. feel like that's yes. a great starting point because yes. it's not yes. our responsibility to make it work with the police the police have to make it work with us absolutely you know, if, if yeah. you've been abusive in the household and you change your life and get saved and now you want to act like <laughs> ain't nothing happened like no you got to repair the damage you did you can't just yeah. say i love god now and i'm better it's like being in an abusive relationship and we've been yeah. in it we we've been the battered wife in america you know for over 400 years we you know we we the way team black people being black in america is being the away team yeah your entire life and white folks got a 400 year uh, home court advantage, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and we'll always have. It. It's <laughs> yeah. not our responsibility to make us feel accommodated. Yeah, and I and that's I broke down watching that because the second young lady that talked, you could see that just just being able to be heard without a defense, and that, and that, and that's the last thing I want to say before we go because I, I've been hearing from from white brothers and sisters that 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 care that want that want to be helpful. Um, the thing that you have to resist is the urge to defend yourself. This is not the time. Even if you're if you are participating and you're trying to you're trying to do the right thing and 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 voice your uh you know your your um assistance and all that kind of stuff and you get backlash from people well that's not enough that's not enough you gotta take that you gotta hold your tongue mm-hmm. and you just gotta do the right thing even if it's, it's not received even if it's not accepted even if you get uh, uh stuff back that you feel is not fair you have to hold mm-hmm. your tongue and I'm not good at that. When I feel like I'm being wrong and some something is said that's wrong, I get angry. But you you have to try. This is not the time to defend yourself and say, "Well, that's not me." And da 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 is not helpful right now. Just do the right thing and be quiet. Because all that extra, well, I didn't do it, and 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 no no, I've been doing this, and that, that is irrelevant right now. Please just just but, take but the blows, too, man. It's like in a relationship, and even with when you adopt an animal. You take into consideration people been through stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like when you meet somebody, you can tell they have thorns. You listen. You don't just say, "Oh, it, you was raped before." Like, "What? You been raped? They, they gotta, I didn't do it." You know, what I'm <laughs> yeah. but you know that there's a cost that comes along with it. When you adopt an animal, and the animal's been through trauma, you know what I'm saying. It's certain things that's going to set them off. So the fact that you can listen to somebody in your family, somebody you date, you can listen to see, see an animal has been through some stuff. When a black person tell you, "Look, look, stop killing me." It immediately goes to you guys are complaining. You guys are angry. You guys are. What did he do? Just been, yeah. Well, yeah. What I got to see the entire do? footage. I got to see the entire footage. Like, <laughs> we yeah. don't get the luxury of having mental illness. We don't get the luxury of having trauma. We don't get the luxury of having PTSD. We don't get the luxury of not staying calm. 
Everybody yeah. else get to do it. Yeah. We got to understand when a gun in our face, we need to remain calm or your knees in my back. I have to remain calm. That's not fair. Yeah. And again, mm. I, I, I know I'm running my mouth too much, but not as a good. black person, when did you learn that the world is not fair? You have to learn this at an early age that they can say fair all the time. When they make arguments, well, it's not fair that immigrants get this. It's not fair that black. Like, we know it's not fair. From the time you were a kid and you see that one kid get something that you didn't get and they didn't even work half as hard as you or, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, you playing this white football team and all of them trash and they get a trophy too. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how they get a trophy? They lost them. They get a trophy too? Like, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's we're good. We're not allowed to use that word. That's good. Yeah, all right. So, I uh, hope you hear it. Uh, we'll be back with more Ranji. Uh, so, stay tuned. This show is brought to you by Trackstars. Allow us to produce a podcast to help build community engagement around your brand. We can record and edit a podcast specifically designed to reach your target market and utilize social media to create or enhance a loyal following. Go to trackstars.com forward slash brands. Again, that's trackstars with a Z dot com forward slash brands. What's up? This is No Big Deal, representing Middle Tennessee and Indie Tribe. You are now in the field with the track stars. It's time for the Entertainment Report with Jeremiah. Hi, man. It's Entertainment Report time. Let's get it going, man. Um, of course, we just um, talked about George Floyd, man. Um, but we want to talk about some stuff that people may not know about him, about his legacy in Houston. Um, he was um, part of a mentoring program that was helping young men and... Um, it was a person of peace ushering ministries in um, his area of Houston before before moving to Minneapolis for a job opportunity um, through a Christian work program. He um, spent his life um, in a historic black area, Third Ward, which where he was called Big Floyd and regarded as an OG <coughs> in his neighborhood, man. And um, he was really big on like helping the community out, um, um, helping disciple young black men and um, just like. In his area, he was known for being that guy. You know what I mean? Um, our guy, um, Corey Paul, said that um, the platform for us to reach the neighborhood and the hundreds of people we reach through the time and um, up to now was built on the back of Floyd. He also said, um, I love what, what he was doing. He said to them that if the neighborhood needed it, the community needed it, if y'all about God's business, then that's my business. That's what he was saying. And then also reconcile. Um, a Christian hip hop artist for people who don't know, he said, um, whatever y'all needed, um, whatever y'all need to go, um, tell Floyd and he, he have us, he helped me push the, um, baptism tub over understanding that people were um, going to get, make a decision of faith and get baptized right there in the middle of the project. He thought that was amazing. Um, the things that he would, he would say to young men always reference that God trumps street culture. He said, I think he wanted to see young men put guns down and have Jesus instead of the streets. So, mm -hmm. man, you know, what I mean, that legacy that he left in Houston, man. And even that, like, um, I don't know if you guys follow um, um, Stephen Jackson. Yeah. Like, him and like Stephen, Stephen Jackson <laughs> called him like, um, bro, like because he was like, they like, met yeah, each they other. Look, people they said they the looked same. alike yeah. and everything. And um, yeah, man. So. Shout out to George Floyd's family, man. It's it, it's a lot, man. But just knowing that one, um, that he was about helping people, man. And and the sad part about it is that somebody took his life, not knowing that you know, you know what he was about, man. And you shouldn't. I mean, they they worked at yeah. the same place sometimes. So yeah, if he had taken the time, you would have known him. 
Yeah, man, that's crazy. Um, my last story is Mr. Solo. Remember, we reported last week, Mr. Solo of the Gospel Gangsters passing away. We talked about his impact um, on the genre, what it meant to our community. Um, so his family um, asked about, uh, started a GoFundMe, and um, the fundraiser would be used to assist his expenses for his children and as well um, helping his family in his time. The goal is 20000 um, at this time, last time I checked was um, 8500 If you want to donate to it, um, it's GoFundMe.com for the family of Mr. Solo. Any amount will help. So um, if like we talked about um, Gospel Gangsters, the group that started in the, um, in the 90s of Christian hip hop. Um, if you want to go help um, his family out, please go to that GoFundMe and help them out. Copy section this week, Ryan Lamar, um, A Perfect Mess, Volume 1. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Springs ear two Yuzan the uncanny Kyle Alexander go get it single aha gazelle mi gold single Kanada small run this run the town single Ruslan let your let you down single Drew Becks and um K Shade never odd or even single Natalie Lauren just breathe single Latoria becoming single and microphone living water single Ryan what's good uh yeah nothing for me this week man um we had some uh nectar releases last week and got some coming up this week but nah, nothing new came out this week just a bunch of uh, re-releases okay cool all right man let's get back into it we'll be back with ron j g ron j uh <laughs> you want to feel what the track stars <laughs> you want to feel what the track stars ryan right to shantana dj jeremiah let's go What's going on? This is Shantana with the Track Stars. Make sure you go to Spotify and get our Milk playlist. That's the hottest in the game. All of Jeremiah's favorite songs get added to that playlist weekly. So you got to keep up with it. So follow it. Listen to everything on there twice. All right. The Milk playlist on Spotify. Go get it. What's up? It's your boy, Scott Free, repping the City Takers movement. And you in the field with the Track Stars. Hey yo, what's going on? It's your man Ryan Righteous of the Track Stars, man. I want to tell you about an awesome feature called the Music Submissions. You know how they say nothing's ever free? Well, that's a myth with Track Stars. Send us your music. We'll add it to SoundCloud for free. There's also an opportunity for you to be able to get your song aired on the radio. For more information, email us at contactus at trackstars.com. You are listening to the Track Stars with Sean Tanner, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now, you're in the field with the track stars. Track stars. Track stars. Ryan Righteous. Sean Tanner. You know what time it is.
What's going on, Track Stars Universe? This is Sean David Grant, aka Sean Tana with the Track Stars. I just want to welcome you to the podcast, let you know about everything we got going on. Make sure you go to trackstars.com to find out the latest in the Track Stars Universe. And also, please do us a big favor. Go to twitter.com slash trackstars and follow us. Go to facebook.com slash trackstars and like us. Go to youtube.com slash the field trackstars and subscribe to us. Do the same thing on SoundCloud at Trackstars Universe. Everywhere you see Trackstars, follow us. Because you have no idea how much that helps us do that right now. Pause the podcast, whatever you got to do. All right, now come back and listen to the show. Let's go. What's good, people? It's your boy, DJ Patton. I want to give a shout out to Track Stars Live. Keep it locked, y'all. It's going down right here, right now. You heard it from your boy, D. Hattie. Yeah, back in the field with the Track Stars. Ryan Reicher, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right, for all things Track Stars, make sure you go to trackstarswithaz.com. Follow us on Instagram, like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, download the app. And every Monday, when you subscribe to the YouTube, when you subscribe to the podcast, leave us a comment. All right. All right, we are back with comedian Ron G. How are you hey. doing, sir? I'm good, bro. I'm trying to get through the day. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's mad early for you over there, isn't it? Bro, I got stripper hours. <laughs> <laughs> Get them this early? I don't get them this early for nobody but kids and Jesus. <laughs> Doing a career day, and I'll be late for church, so I can't say Jesus, but I don't usually get them this early for nobody. Wow. Man, so uh so we definitely wanna uh find out more about you for the for our audience that may not know. Um kinda give them an idea of uh how you got started in the business, um kinda like uh who you are. We kinda day said one. a little bit a little bit before, but you know what I'm saying? How how'd you how'd you get going? I live a really dope life, man. I literally do what I love for a living. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I'm an actor. Uh, I've done a couple of cool shows. I've done um, Last Comic Standing. Uh, I've been on HBO's Insecure season two. Yep. Uh, actually, season mm. four, season two. I was Kelly's boo. If you ever see the episode, I'm Kelly's boo. We had the episode of Swingers. If you see it, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. You're probably <laughs> laughing right now. Yeah. Um, I'm an Emmy Award winner. I won an uh, Emmy for the show I did on CNN called United Shades of America. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. travel, okay. travel all over the world. I hosted um, the Laugh Factory in Hollywood on Sundays at a show called Chocolate Sundays. Yep. It's the dopest, longest running, diverse, most diverse co- comedy show in the nation. I've been hosting there for like six years and uh, I do a lot of great stuff with my life, man. That's awesome, man. Mm, that's dope. So tell them kind of uh, what, what got you into comedy? Like what, what launched you into that world? Uh, honestly, I, I sucked at the nine to five life. I was uh, I used to be an accountant and I got fired from every job I ever had. And uh, I felt like God was like, yo, there's more to your life than this. And I heard this really dope sermon by this pastor in Atlanta was telling me like, you know, God has a plan for your life and your purpose for your future. And I didn't know what it was. And so there was this comedy club in Atlanta called Uptown Comedy Club. Uh, my cousin, he was a comic. and He was like, hey, bro, you ever thought about getting on stage? And I was like, sure, I'll do it. And uh, it was Apollo night. And I remember going up Sunday night, a uh, room full of dope dealers and strippers. And I went up <laughs> and I had one joke and it was terrible. And I got booed and halfway through the boo, uh, the boo was okay. Um, I heard somebody yell out, hey, nigga, kill yourself. Mm. And uh, oh, when man. he told me to kill myself, uh, I heard them throw a boo grenade at me. And then I heard, boo. And I'm like, <laughs> never got hit by a boo grenade before. I'm like, do I run or do I sit there? And then uh, I went... <laughs> Uh, and sat on the steps where the DJ booth was, which was directly across from the stage. And the host was like, man, he was trash. He was terrible. Y'all give it up for Ron G. Boo, Ron G, boo. Ron G, boo. They said, y'all gonna boo his name? He kept booing me, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna figure this thing out. And I just stuck with it. And I went back probably like, probably less, less than six months later, went back, 
killed it. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just fell in love and I never stopped doing it. And, and then um, probably the biggest thing that's happened, uh, like a year and a half ago, I was on, uh, had my own TV show on Nickelodeon. Uh, I was on a show called Cousins for Life. I was the dad on the show, really dope show, black family, uh, buddy, buddy comedy show. Um, and it was dope, man. It was a really dope experience. But the crazy part, when people hired me, it was like, yo, we didn't know what kind of comic you were. You know, Nickelodeon, we have a very strict brand. But when they found out I was a clean comedian too, they was like, yo, like, you were like perfect for this job. And I was like, wait, God, you mean to tell me you set me up to allow me to be a clean comedian mm. so I can get a job that's made specifically for me? This is uh, what you're saying? Wow. And, uh, dope, man. Dope. Yeah, it was dope, man. That's very, amazing. Very blessed. Yeah, so we we knew you. Um, you you lived in Atlanta. You we went to a church. Me, you, and Jeremiah went to church together. So we kind of saw the genesis of all of this. So like right, I, right, to right. say to say we're proud of you. I mean, you already know that. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, dope, it's, it's amazing. Six jokes in my pocket. Right <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to ask you though, like you know, starting in church and and saying you're a clean comedian. Like, what's that journey like? I mean, it, going to Hollywood. I remember when you moved away. Um, yeah. What was it like? Was it difficult? Did you stick out like a sore thumb? Did you were you received? by other comics how was it well i didn't start out clean at all i started out being cursing or being i guess dirty i guess <laughs> and uh everybody in my life cursed like my family my friends i was like all right that's what it was supposed to be but i feel like what happened was the place i got booed at i got saved right around the time i got funny mm. and i met this older comedian and he was like bro like you're a nice looking guy why you curse so much and i'm like i don't know that's what you're supposed to do you know because i came up under a bunch of uh you know comic view and def jam guys and uh, he's like, you don't have to curse so much. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went back to the same place I got booed at and I did a full set. And I think I got like five, I did five minutes, which is great on that night. Yeah. And I killed it. And I felt like God checked me. He was like, now look. And I, 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 I stopped cursing in my personal life. I stopped cursing on, my, on stage, but I still cursed in my personal life. Mm. And I felt like God was like, if a pastor did what you did, you would judge him. So what make you any different? You being phony. Wow. wow. And so he checked me. So I stopped cursing in my personal life. So now, you know, that's my lane. I don't announce it because when people say, yeah. you know, when you say I don't curse, then everybody listening to you listen for the curse words instead of like, listen <laughs> to what you're saying. But it legit changed my life, man. And now, like, I have the ability to perform legit in any crowd, like from kids, crowds, churches, corporate, um, and Nickelodeon. Like, I, I get a chance to perform in any kind of crowd. And you know, I performed behind Kevin Hart before and like yeah. killed it. But this is what I do, and that's my gift. So I felt like he was setting me up for a long journey, even though I didn't know it was uncomfortable, but I didn't know what the long term effect of me making this one decision would be. Have you ever been tempted to to go back or is like for an opportunity or what like how how to curse and just kind of you know do like a normal comedy set? Like in the movie, I curse. Absolutely I will. In the movie? Yeah. Yes. If it's somebody else's worse is words, I'm like, I don't feel like as an actor you have the luxury of like I'm not cursing. Like that just Mm. it's not realistic it's not human life you know what i'm saying but on stage i would never curse and that's my commitment but if it's like if you practice it and it's a habit it's not a struggle but if you tiptoeing in it you ain't committed to it like whatever you do and you ain't committed to will always be a struggle mm. wow. do you do you feel like do you feel like hollywood is because you always always see people man hollywood is this hollywood is that what's um what's something that you can give to the people that say like Hollywood isn't as bad as what people are saying it is. Or if it is, then just say. Hollywood is a big playground for creative people. That's what mm -hmm. it is. And the hard part about Hollywood is I don't think people do well. Too much freedom is prison. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? And so, you know, back home, you got you accountable. When you go to church, 
you know, some old black lady be like, I ain't seen you in a while. Where you been? You know, somebody checking up on you. But out here, yeah. don't nobody check up on you. So there's no accountability out here. You know what I'm saying? So you have wow. to self-govern yourself. And for me, as a Christian in particular, all those messages I got and everything I said I was when I was in Atlanta in my comfortable environment, mm-hmm. it mattered when I got out here because wasn't nobody watching me. Wasn't nobody uh, making sure I did what I said I was going to do or be who I said I was. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. how. Uh, yeah. So just you got to be accountable to yourself. Ron, I have a tough question for you. So uh, I asked you earlier <laughs> if you knew Rayleigh Evans. Don't tell no jokes. You do that to me. I came up with another dad joke, by the way, too. Please don't do that. But we understand with Christianity and, and with Christians, it feels like um, acting is a... Um, Acting is, is 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 separated from who you really are in life. Do does acting get a pass for you to do any type of role that you're called to do, or is there some roles that you're just like, I can't do this because? Oh, certain roles I, I won't do. Like just, and that's from not necessarily my faith. It's just from me as a man. Like certain stuff I just won't do, and yeah. I'm comfortable with that because I feel like as a human being, you got to set your own lines and govern yourself. Like even me being a comedian. Um, mm-hmm. I can go to any comedy club in America and get a free drink just being yeah. a comedian. Or, you know, when you're funny, women like that. And the comedy club is typically 80% women. So mm-hmm. you're responsible wow. for, you know, the hardest part about comedy ain't being funny or business. It's, it's balancing yourself and regulating yourself. You know, most people don't have mm-hmm. boundaries for themselves. So you are responsible for giving yourself guidelines so you can mm-hmm. prosper, you know? Wow. Yeah. Anji, how much, how much, um, how real is um the movie top five for a comedian like was that really the life of a comedian when you saw that like if you ever saw that movie with chris rock which, which part he, in particular well there's a part in it where he's like like when he was talking about he was on stage and then girls and all the stuff that comes with the lifestyle of a comedian like what was yeah, that it accurate can it can happen but again i don't like headaches and i like my privacy yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. I done gave a girl my number, and by the time I got home, this girl hit me up like, "Yo, I heard you gave my girl your number." I'm like, "Yo, no privacy. I don't like that." And I never mm. called it. I was like, "I can't do that." Oh, I wow. Appreciate my, you know, being active on social media and being uh, pre-famous. You don't get yeah. privacy no more. And I value privacy and I value peace. And I feel like most men, until you value peace, you're not gonna you're gonna keep having headaches. Wow. So now the church we, we came from was was like jam packed with creative believers. Right. And there was a community of people. I remember, you know, being in destinations, you, you had so many people to turn to for inspiration, but also to check you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, had, I had a sore word with the destiny. We, we ain't going to get into it. But um, <laughs> but leaving Atlanta, you can if you want. But leaving Atlanta, um, do you feel like you missed that? Is, did you were you able to recreate that same scene there that we had in Atlanta? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, LA is literally a desert. If it's, it's built in the desert. Um, the thing I like about Atlanta, there was all community and everybody in my environment lived and looked like me. You know what I'm saying? But I hear nobody cared. So being celibate in Atlanta with a bunch of people that's like you is different from being celibate in LA. You know what I'm saying? Cause don't nobody care. And now that girls call me gay for like, you celibate, what you you celibate for? I'm like, (laughs) all right. I'm like, I had to be like, uh, I forgot why I'm celibate. I don't even know why. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus told me something. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus told me to go home. I think, I, I think he told me to it just feels different. And so I had my faith where I like I wild out. And I was like, I don't like what this feels like. I don't like, you know, trying to be this perfect guy. And again, I feel like my life in Atlanta was running a marathon, eating soul food. 
sorry, jogging and eating soul food, but LA is like running a marathon and eating snacks. Mm, Spiritually. Wow. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. not getting that same kind of word, not having that environment, you just feel like you're by yourself all the time. You know, do you feel like part, I'm sorry. Do you feel like this? You go ahead. Um, no, I'm gonna let you feel yourself. No, you're There's no delay, by the way. There's not like the news where they like what you, we we in sync. There's no reason for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you feel I like <laughs> I'm trying to make. You No, I believe that's part of the reason why I got married, man. Because I feel like every man gets to a place in your life where you outgrow your friends, you outgrow your family, and there's nobody in your life that kind of gets you, but your lady. You know what I'm saying? And my lady, we spoke the same language, and I didn't feel like a weirdo. Because even as sometimes a Christian or if you're a creative, I got to call myself crazy so other people don't feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? I'm a dreamer. Most people aren't dreamers. So when you start talking about your dreams and all the crazy stuff you do, they like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just crazy. It's like, no, I'm not crazy. I feel like it makes more sense for me to do what I love versus going to a job I hate just to make make my family happy for going to college. Like I used to be an accountant. Now I tell jokes for a living. I make more money than probably both my parents in one month mm, you know what wow. i'm saying doing what i love and i'm a homeowner yeah so it sounds mm. crazy from where i'm from but out here it's like so normal wow wow so, what's some what's some things that um people wouldn't know comedians can like do besides just stand up uh most of us think we're rappers fyi if you ever meet a comedian <laughs> tell him to rap i'm sure he got bars on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember have you have you done wilding out yet no, nah, I didn't do well. Would you do that? My brand. Uh, it's against your brand? No, probably. No, no. About 10 years ago, I probably would do it. Now, no. I don't. It ain't my brand. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't mm. think it's necessarily in my lane. Nothing against it, though. I think it's dope. I had a lot of my friends on it. But for me, like, it's I not, did it 10 years ago. But now it's like, nah. It's not in your I, lane. I'd rather, I'd rather be in a movie. It seemed like that. that's almost a requirement to be on that show to, to rap and do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What was the question? <laughs> no, I would say, like, many, I think... I think cause it's almost like um, when you get in the entertainment field or like um, doing hip hop music or whatever, it's like once you realize like, oh, wow, I could be a producer. I could do this. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. What's some other avenues so, a comedian can go? Comedy has introduced me to so many different things, bro. And it makes me it's, it's like you don't realize until you look back, like why God allowed you to go through all these things and put these tools in your tool belt. Like mm. I got my I have my own radio show. I got my own podcast right now. Uh, I'm a writer. I do voiceovers. I do commercials. Uh, I'm an actor. And I love all these things equally, you know, across the board, which before, you know, going to a nine to five and in a cubicle all day, I wouldn't even know when I had these talents. You know what I'm saying? So wow. doing radio is a joy to me. I love doing radio. Like radio yeah. is a dope mm-hmm. thing I love to do. I enjoy doing my podcast and just talking about grown man stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, actually, me and my wife just came up with this game show, man, that we do uh, on Thursday nights on Instagram. That. Yeah. It's really dope too. So, you know, it just makes your mind open up and uh, you come up with really cool things. What what would you what would you recommend? What would you recommend to somebody with talent? Because I remember when you moved out there. Um yeah. would you would you say make the jump to LA if they if if it's they're comedians, actors, whatever? Like I remember you, uh Coors went out there, a lot of people yeah. from the town went out there. Um I remember you you came back one year and you were like, dude, you need to come out to LA. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, no, you need to, you need to come out to LA, bro. You did. You did no, tell well, me. I that. say this because I, I don't know. I feel like I always want to tell people uh, what they should do, but it's, it's a certain level of faith that comes along with that. Like, it's yeah. easy to go to church and hear them sermons about faith and everybody running and shouting, but it's your, your life is work, church, and home. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I try not to give that speech anymore because 
there's no ceiling out here. And this, this is some of the most untalented, non-believing people out here that are successful. They are rich and don't believe in nothing. Mm, so wow. if you have all this faith and you ain't doing nothing with it, what's the, what's the point? Wow. Like, wow. what is the point? So I, I hear like, I can do and be whatever's in my head. If I have a thought right now, like I had a thought of doing a game show, you know what I'm saying? And me and my wife talked through it and you know, she helped me come up with the concepts and all this other stuff. And now I'm doing it. Like whatever's in your head can actually happen, but we're not taught that um, that's a real thing. And black people are some of the most creative people on the planet. If you look at everything that's dope about social media, from TikTok videos to all these challenges, it'd be some kid in the hood with no money and then becomes yeah. mainstream. And now you see Oprah doing it. You're like, it came from some kid in the hood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But those things are real. And I feel like we're a brilliant group of people and we have the, the ability to create Wakanda, like for real, for real. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's good. So what, what's what's your because you, you say you whatever you dream up, you can make happen. What's what's the big dream for you? What what's what's if you see your career um, 10 years from now, like what is the thing you're reaching for? Uh, for me, I want to be the best clean comedian in my generation. I want when people say Ron, they immediately associate like, yo, he's the dopest clean comedian. Of it. Like when you said Sinbad, everybody knows what Sinbad brand is. Yeah. yeah. When you said Bill Cosby a long time ago, like everybody knows. <laughs> I like how you said long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Like, but then you knew what, like he was his lane, like he was dope at what he did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to be that for my generation. And I want to be a bu- do a bunch of uh, white folk friendly movies that everybody loves. <laughs> and you take your entire family. Uh, but You're on the right too. track with Nickelodeon, too. <laughs> right. And uh, I have this, my podcast is called the Two Piece Podcast, the number two P-I-E-C-E podcast. And it's, it's about personal growth for men. And basically it's that big brother conversation. So yeah. for men, it's the starting point. Cause I feel like most men, um, we don't have a starting point to get our life together, the quote unquote, get it together. Like women have brunches and conferences and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> women rock conferences and men, all we got is women, wine and weed. And we, you know, meditate on these things. <laughs> And, you know, I hear ruining lives and we don't have a starting point to make our life better. So my podcast is dedicated for men to do that. But yeah. also it's the cheat sheet for women. You know, you want to know why, how, how a decent man thinks like it's a really good starting point. Yeah. And that's one of my passions. And I believe that that'll be one of the things, too, that like take off. And it'll be like when I go to a city, the daytime, I'll do my podcast. And yeah. then at night I'll do my comedy show. And it's really dope, man. So I feel like that and you know me and my wife partnered up and doing like relationship counseling stuff like that yeah and couple stuff and writing a book that's all the part of the brand i believe it i believe it i mean that's kind of where that's kind of where this show came out of is is um the the need for men um that that believe in god or want to believe in god or on the cuffs to that uh stepping up and, and having somewhere to go to really work out some of these things that are on our minds like you're right there's not a lot of outlets there's not a honestly you look around there's not a lot of people that I can even think of that are in in a position, especially especially single young men for these ladies out here that that are that I would say are ready or or I would recommend and all that kind of stuff. There needs to be somewhere right. they can go to to get built up. Where are they supposed to turn? So, I'm, so I appreciate funny you. Funny story too, man. Thank you, bro. And funny story too, man. I believe like before I met my wife, before we got married, I probably had like five years of popping, won an Emmy, Nickelodeon TV show, uh, Insecure, like all the stuff was happening. And the year I got married, I didn't book one thing. They canceled my show and I didn't book one thing. And I kind of felt like, God, like, do you see me? I just got married. I got, you know, I'm responsible for this woman. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then when the year was over, I was like, I asked my pastor because he had a, a, a episode. Sorry, not episode, but he had a service where he was like, if you guys want to ask any questions, you know, let me know what you think. 
And I was like, it was just open, you know, uh, open, like just open phone to ask any questions. That's like, yo, question, man. So before I got married, my life was popping. I made a lot of money. You know, I had a good year and I got married, nothing happened. Like, is God telling me like, yo, I need to chill this year because I got married? He's like, bro, you already won. Mm. He said half the battle of success is having your partner to go through it with you. Wow. And wow. I realized mm. that that first year of marriage was the most important thing. So I didn't work at all. But me and my wife got so close. And he said, imagine if the career that's in your head happened this year, mm. first year of marriage. Wow. You're on tour three, wow. three fourths of the year. You're gone. You're in movies. You're never home on your first year of marriage. What would your marriage look like? Wow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you should God. So basically, he wanted. He was protecting you. My wife. Yeah have me be battle tested so when i take off after this quarantine is over which i know it's about to happen in two weeks when I take off, <laughs> i'm battle tested and i won't make him look bad you know what i'm saying because i also believe yeah. that my marriage is going to be uh on a pedestal where people are like oh, okay well if you're christian and why you you know why you know what i'm saying so i know my marriage is visible and i always you know put out that i'm married on purpose when i'm perform, i always mention i'm married like it's just yeah. I do that on purpose, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want people to like not know or, you know, it's just, that's when them attacks come. When you don't say it mm -hmm. and you try to separate your life from what God has for you, yeah, like that's when you get those blind spots and you get attacked. But because I put it out there, most girls don't even say nothing to me because they know like my wife is dope. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Ron, I think I have a question for you with, for our audience because the universe is, uh, we talk about this a lot. Mm -hmm. When you met your wife, what was she doing to get your attention? Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you tell this story? No, <laughs> I'm going through my file right now. I'm going through my file, but I, I'm just trying to figure out which direction I got going to go. Honestly, man, I, I I fell for my wife because she's the first woman I ever met that I argued with, and I still felt like she loved me. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm, like, good. we had a hard that's argument good. one time. It wasn't bad, but it was just like one of them ugly arguments. And when she was done, she was like, and we were sitting in the car, and she was like, look, I ain't mad, but, um, and I'm over it and I love you, but if you still want to talk about it, just let me know. And we in the car and she just looked, she started looking straight. And I'm sitting there driving like, just like, this will be, okay, cool. You're gonna make me deal with myself by myself. Okay, this is what we doing. <laughs> and I honestly, I felt loved even when we had disagreements and I never had that before. Cause I think being a Christian man, sometimes you become a fixer. Yeah. yeah. You pull out that tool belt. Yeah. And I've mostly dated girls I had to, you know, pull out that tool belt for. And I got, when I met my wife, I was like, I don't need my tool belt no more. And I realized my tool belt was for me. You know, oh, wow. so um, that was one of the first things. And, you know, my wife, she's actually African. She's uh, African and she used to work six days a week. And I'm like, why do you work so much? She was like, well, I have to send this money to my family. So the sixth day I send that money back to my family. And I was like, I was like, who's the people? And she was like, I don't know them, but I have to send it to them. And I was like, you send money to your family that you don't know? Wow. I'm like, somebody in my family asked me for $20. I got questions like, what you doing what for you $20? Doing? You better not be smoking on them drugs. You hear me? You better not be on them drugs. So um, I just saw her heart and I was like, yo, you are absolutely dope, man. That's awesome, man. Thank you. That's Thank really you. good. That was, that was a That's great, really great, good. great. Um, dude, wow. everything you said, Ryan, I believe it. I believe it, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. Like, like you, you may not know you. this, but we've been, we've been rooting you on since you left Atlanta. Every yeah, time I, I see you pop up, like, yo, it's Ron. Babe, babe, come here. Like, I'm, I promise you, man. Like, we are yeah. truly, truly proud of you, man. Yeah, and man. I see everything you see. I see it. So thank you, bro. I really appreciate that, man. And I'm learning. I'm learning, man. I feel like, honestly, my wife was a missing piece. I feel like I wasn't supposed to take off until I met my wife. Wow. Wow. I'm watching a lot of my friends who are very successful and they're single. And you have blind spots and everybody on their team is getting a check. And it's dangerous to be that person because 
you don't know who's watching you. Yeah. You don't know who really got your back. And my wife be like, look, he cool, but that dude was looking at me funny. I don't like all that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or wow. Yeah. He cool, but I don't really. And so to have that person who like, she don't care about my hype. She's like, yeah, you, you dope. You hilarious, but take the trash out. Yeah. I ask you one thing. Yeah. And you can't take the trash out? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She don't care who you are. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yes, ma'am. I'll do it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So just remember, man, you got a family here always. We love you. Uh, you can come back on anytime, man. Just know that you got not just us. I mean, this whole the whole everybody watching you now. Yeah. They family. So. Y'all. I can't see y'all. Well, come here. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Baby. Thank you, All right, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantan, and DJ Jeremiah. Hopefully the same video don't play again. Let's go. Hey guys, this is Miracle from Track Stars. I wanted to make sure you all know all about the official Track Stars universe. If you'd like a free Track Stars t-shirt, free merch, discounts, exclusive content, and direct access to your favorite radio host, then this is for you. Make sure to check out trackstars.com forward slash official. Again, that's trackstars.com forward slash official. You're in the field with the track stars, running with the track stars. Track, tracking with the track stars in the track stars universe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. stay on track with us. What's happening? It's your man, Brinson. God chases entertainment. Buckle your seat belts for line for line. Vote Christian, though. Yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right. Make sure you go to NectarDistro.com if you're looking for music distribution to all the digital outlets. We've got direct deals with Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. We've got an opportunity for you to have your music heard. So make sure you go to NectarDistro.com today. All right. All right, man. It's time. Line for line. Jordan Lucas versus Bizzle. Let's get into it. The views and opinions of the track stars of the track stars universe are not the views and opinions of the artists, the label producer, or others. If you feel offended by, by this, please press stop now. If you've never heard of the mainstream artists and thinking about checking them out, please press stop now. We try not to do the same artists over and over. If you're a person like I'm a Christian who listen to Christian artists and this isn't your cup of tea, we understand. We got noteworthy topics and interviews you can go check out. We're not copying any other battle formats. We've been doing this since the 2000s. Bizzle is not the Christian version of anybody. It's just a bit. Okay, so here we go. And we got and, and, and Ryan. I don't know. Do, do you know? Do you know the format? Do you know what we're doing? I know we kind of told you beforehand. A little bit, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got six rounds. Six rounds. Vote for who you got. You get one toss up if if you can't decide on one round. But that's pretty much it. And who are the yeah. artists again? Adriana Lucas versus Bizzle. Gotcha. You're here with it. what's going on. All right, here we go. We're going to start off with Bizzle first. This is called Who's the Man? All right, here we go. 
Homie, what the issue? He don't know I'm with the ish too. And my wife and kids with me in this whip too. It's going down. going down. My wife is saying chill, but the man in me is saying, How you let him play you in front of your family? What you scared? I threw my hands up, my wife put him down. She said, The kid's scared, baby, look around. That's when she put her hand on my chest and said, No, they gon' remember how you handled this test. And if I fell, it ain't no telling what it's gon' cost. So I just took an L and then I drove off. All right, that was Bizzle, who's the man? This is Joyner Lucas, Gold Mine. Here we go. You know you're too lit when you're stretching these bands. You know you on top when your enemies fans. You know you're too blessed when they think you a threat. Try ink for your neck, but I never be scared. Use all the drugs, I was packing all the work. Couldn't find a spot, we was trapping out of church. Boost mobile phones, had me waiting for the church. Fresh to death, I was waiting for the hearse. Cats get fresh, had a wake going crazy. Show up to your door like the Avon lady. If you hate me, then they hate Tom Brady Go against the grain and you gotta be brave She don't like me, then she gotta be gay Take me down and you gotta be paid There ain't enough money <laughs> Alright, that was Jordan Lucas Goldmine versus Bizzles Who's the man? Who y'all going with? Ryan, what you got? Alright, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Jordan Lucas on that Just because of the way the beat hit um, It just delivered something different for me So, Jordan Lucas on that Ron G, what you got? Uh, that was definitely John Lucas. <laughs> um, I I love that Bizzle song, but yeah, it it uh, I think Joyner got that one. What you got, Jeremiah? I'm going with Bizzle because he was being a grown man in a tough situation. Biz. <laughs> All right, so that's what. That's three um, three to three one, one. So they they don't Jordan matter. Lucas. Yeah, online doesn't. All right, so that's um, the first round goes to Joyner Lucas. All right, so this is round two. This is joining Lucas first. It's called Finally. Here we go. Okay, I'ma do me. You do what you gotta. I go where I want, ain't gotta tell you nada. I've been hustling, I've been cooking at the Betty Crocker. You've been struggling, you've been chasing after every dollar. And I used to be around now, cold blooded. I'm just petty, I've been holding on to old grudges. Oh, you think you know, but you don't know nothing. Oh, you opinionated, who you think you, Joe Budden? I still think you do the most, though. Now I'm ghost, though. I'm that guy, I still got my fucking mojo. You love the drama, and I think you need your own show. If you call me, it's a no call, no show. All right, that was Joyner Lucas, finally. This is Bizzle Crazy. Here we go. Like I'm living in the middle of a war zone. Spiritual and mentally, but they don't know the war zone. Never knew you'd have let the devil in your home. How you want to let him in it, television or phone? We stuck in the matrix. We running around with sin and loving and seeing how much we can play with. Want to get close to it, saying you won't do it. Thought you wasn't control. It was nothing but dope music. Mind stuck in the zone. You ain't wanted to go to it. Now you're wondering why you be on what you've been on. Doing the most your thoughts. Don't want to do what you want them to. Can't get your head clear, cause for the last 10 years, all you heard was pack the ratchet in your car. I, that was Bizzle Crazy versus Joyner Lucas. Finally, who y'all going with? Ryan. I'm going to go Joyner Lucas on that one more time just because um, I like the uh, the flow pattern on his better. Ryan, what you got? I'm going to go with Bizzle on that one. I, I give that uh, a five stank face rating. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking music off the stank face. He's like, mm, okay, that was stank. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the Bizzle record, man. I love the flow. I know it's not everybody's taste, you know, especially from depending on where you're from. But I thought he he murdered that. That's Bizzle all day. Um, I am going to say Biz. I, I go with Biz. Biz. All right. So what's up to online? What y'all got? I see a lot of Bizzle. Bizzle got it three one already. 
Yeah. I said Bizzle. Ron G said Bizzle, and you said Bizzle. Oh, I, I thought one of y'all switched. Okay, so it don't matter. One on one, though. But it's 3-2. Tied 1-1 one, one going to the third round. All right, this is – who who did we do first last time? I think, yeah. Jordan Lucas, Lotto. Here we go. I hit us all over. Told him this is all over. I take the kids on drugs, a lot of them on love, and get them all sober. I got a little check that I cashed out, hey. Credit card maxed out, hey. I get lit, then I act out, hey. I ain't want to do it, but I blacked out, hey. They say I need to be safe. I think I need to be straight. Fix your vibes, you need to be late. You just need God or you need to be mates. I left my baby, we just need space. I got gunners like Chris, like me. I got brothers like Tip, like Breezy. I got stunners like Wayne, like BG. I got a hood. All right, that was Jordan Lucas Lotto. This is Bizzle. Fill my cup. We owe you more than a play. You close till we know that we gon' get away with the bag you rollin'. Though you goin' astray, but it's sad. It's only when you broken you pray. Knowin' it's true. I'd rather be broken than two if that'd get me closer to you. Than front like I'm whole when I know it's a hole in my soul. You the only one know what to do with it, holy and true. To you be the glory. I study you like a historian do. I'm a warrior with a sword that could turn an enemy of yours into freaking warrior fool. God over money, the movement. You blackball who? I smack your blackball with a pool stick. We too sick. We already know the truth is. We Alright, that was Bizzle with Fill My Cup mm-hmm. versus Jordan Lucas Lotto. Who y'all going with? Ryan. Yeah, that was Biz Easy on that. That was Biz Easy. Ryan. Uh, the second one was who? Bizzle. Bizzle. Stank face rating at least four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, I'm that- sorry, Ryan. Who did you say? I said Bizzle. Okay. Man, I went I went back and forth so many times in that. At first, I was like, when I first heard Bizzle start, I was like, I'm gonna I'm go join her. And then throughout the verse, he just started making me go, Oh man, I gotta pick I gotta pick Bizzle. It's Bizzle. He killed that. Mm-hmm. He won that he on his own. So it don't matter again, right? What you got, Jeremiah? It's up to you. Yeah, it really don't. Um, uh, um, it's three. You got both of y'all said Bizzle. I'm gonna go with Joyner on that one. Okay. So it was three one Bizzle. All right, Bizzle is 2-1. It looks right like for the total. Looks like Bizzle online too. Yeah, Bizzle online too. Mm-hmm. All right, so this what's, is what's the overall right now? Overall is 2-1 Bizzle. Okay, we're still in we still right. in the battle. Yeah. All right, so here we go. This is um round four. We start off with Bizzle, Christ Gang. Here we go. Make them a mockery, but how can a potter be mocked by the pottery? Honestly, gotta be hotter things that you don't need to hear. Your models will try a lobotomy, unashamed, rebel, I'm an anomaly. God property, I'm stopping them properly. Woke up feeling like I hit the lottery. God body, I got them inside of me. Kamikaze for the body, this a homie try to stop me, you can die if you want. We about it, been about it, finna be about it, see about it, hop in the smoke. If you with them, we the same team. If you ain't with them, then you gang green. Why play with the grace given? Put your faith in them and be made clean. All right, that was um, Bizzle, mm-hmm. Christ Gang. This is Jordan Lucas, Isis. Man, where you at now? Alright, that was Jordan Lucas, Isis versus Christ Gang by Bizzle. Who y'all going with? Ryan. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with Jordan Lucas on that because I, I can relate to that uh high school teacher line because I had some high <laughs> 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 
Yeah. yeah, you know, I had a high school teacher, my counselor told me that told my mom I wouldn't make it through a four year institution that I needed to go to a tech school. Okay. Graduated <laughs> from Clark Atlanta, baby. Hey. You know, talk about my GPA though. It was good though. It was good. <laughs> Ron I'm G. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jonah Lucas on that. It reminded me of uh Jaden's uh Batman song. Got mm. the same kind of vibe to it. And I like that song. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bizzle on this one. Um, again, I think his flow is is surprising me. Um, it's top notch, man. I got Bizzle. Um, I was going going with Joiner on this one. So All right, so that's three one. Another Joyner one. Lucas wins that round. Yeah, it's more and back and now, forth on this one. Yeah, it is. Now it's two two going into the fifth round. Um, we're gonna start off with Joiner Lucas this time. It's called The War. Here we go. Hey, my dudes, I ain't gonna lose. Hit him with the hand of Devo. All of you birds is dead. DeVito. I'm a die legend like Dan Marino. I just blew a check at the Nad Casino. Stroll through life like I ain't got rules. You think I ain't shooting if I ain't got jewels? Why you gonna walk if you ain't got shoes? Hey, so they shooting bullets from the Pontiac. She a ventilating hypochondriac. She just wanna know where the Molly at. I just wanna know where the party at. I'ma leave it where I got you at. Man, they done let the dog off the leash. Can't talk to me now, I'm harder to reach. You don't belong to me, you belong to the All right, that was Joyner Lucas, The War. This is Bizzle, Smoke Free. Here we go. I hate the way that we rap. Pave another way with each step. Patiently they wait for me to fail. God stay with me, I can't receive an L. Basically, I made to be the head, but they say that we were made to be the tail. Thank the king for saving me from hell. I'ma bang with everything in me that's left. Running in my lane for the whole time. Gunning for the gang till it's on time. Never had to wait for the cosign. Never had to praise in a bow tie. Ready for whenever when is it go time. I put the pedal to the metal and hit the gold line. I put the metal to the devil and let it go by. No line. It's God over my Alright, that was Bizzle Smoke Free versus Joiner Lucas The War. We are going with Ryan. Man, I'm taking that Bizzle Smoke Free all day. Ryan. Uh, me too, bro. I'm going to go with Bizzle on that one. I'm not as sure. I'm going to toss this one. This is going to be my toss. Right. What's that? Oh, you can toss it? Nobody yeah, you got one. I told you that. <laughs> you got one toss. <laughs> Alright, Jeremiah, what you got? Um, Bizzle. Bizzle. What's that? Did y'all say Bizzle? Yeah. Man. All three of them said Bizzle. All right, guys. They, they haven't been involved in this at all. None of y'all, yeah. none of y'all votes matter. All right. All right so. uh, that's 3-2. Bizzle about to go into the sixth round. What you about to say, Ronji? Wee. No. Oh, okay. I thought somebody was going to say something. All right. All right. Here we go. This is round six. We'll start off with Bizzle. Lucky you. Here we go. Hi guys, I've arrived, it's me, the Bible guy I was only trying to shine this little light of mine Trying to give sight to blind Trying to rewire minds line for line So they could be everything God designed Why would guys try me like I couldn't If I decide to put them in dirt And give them this work, nine to five Rifle at the Eiffel, willing and ready to snipe At any guy you idolize, bombing like I am Mike Witt, Al-Qaeda type fist Kill a rival with this mic of mine Simple as pile, driving a knife into a slice of pie And not the MacGyver type, Michael Myers size Every line of precise all right, that was Bizzle. Lucky you. This is Joyner Lucas. Will. I feel like I'm dreaming. He's truly a blessing. I'm really elated. I pray that he grow up like Willow with Jaden. I know that he will. I hope he look up to me like we used to look up to Phil. I know that it's real. I lay a brick at a time for something I know I can build. I learn it from Will. I know ain't nothing gonna set us back. You take it from me, I get it back. Me and my homies forever strapped. We roll up on them like men in black. I blow your chest to your head and back. I think I done made a mess. I'm in Cali 
wild, wild west I told my homies I'm good with the labels I don't need to sign the dots They must not know me, they cannot Alright, that was Jordan Lucas, Will versus Biz Bizzle Lucky you, who y'all going with? My Last guess round. is that's his tribute to Will, right? Yes Yeah. So I'm going to toss on this one Ron G I know exactly why you toss But I'm going to have to go with uh, Jordan Lucas on that That I've seen the visuals to it So it kind of gives yes, him his, yeah. uh, an advantage Yes, it was crazy. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Joyner on that one. Yeah, I think I'm slanted because I saw the video, man, and it's genius. It's genius. And the remix that was Will's best verse ever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've yeah, ever yeah, heard yeah. him. Oh, man, ever, I ever rapped. <laughs> I didn't even know he could do that. Um, so I got I got Joyner on this. What you got, Jeremiah? Joyner Lucas as well. Mm. So what's the overall score now? Three, three. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Bonus. So, you know, Jeremiah, you, I'm expecting something on, on round seven. I hope you do it. Okay. <laughs> no, right. no pressure. Do it. <laughs> no yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you want me to tell you what it is? You want me to No, no. I think I know what it is. I think everybody in the oh, chat know what go. it is, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Cool. So, round seven, no toss-ups. No toss-ups. You got to pick a clear winner. All right, here we go. Jordan Lucas first. Devil's work. Tupac back and said, you shook. Let the legend resurrect it, he gon' live for good. I be screaming thug life in every different hood. If only you can bring him back, Lord, I wish you would. Give us Biggie, give us Pun, give us Triple X. Take that Trump with you, that's a bigger threat. There's too much power for a coward with no intellect. That's a bigger way to call it, it's a disconnect. Dying, mama crying, grandma need a tissue. Shooting up a church, now I need a All them still living, you don't see the issue. But how you take a leader, then you take a leader with you. All right, that was Joyner Lucas, Devil's Work. This is Bizzle's response to that Devil's Work's response. Go ahead. I'm the God who created the earth. I knew you start feeling yourself, so I made you from dirt. Ain't no battery in your body, so who making it work? I made the earth perfect, it's y'all making it work. Who put the seed in the fruit, put the fruit in the tree, and that tree in another little seed but me? Then turn around and made you the same way after that. But you was in your daddy's sack, and it's dad daddy's sack. I am the one that put breath in your lungs and created the same mind that you question me from. You were lost, I'm the way, I'm the pot of you the clay, and now the clay got something to say. Okay, you can never. Mm. All right, man. That was that's as fair as it gets, right there. Devil's work <laughs> response versus Jonah Lucas. Devil's work. Who y'all going with? Ryan. Listen, I thought Bizzle was so creative on that Devil's work response that I just I love that song when it came out. Played it over and over, and I introduced other people to it. I'm proud of it, so I'm going Bizzle on that. And I'm going to go with Joiner Lucas on that one. Wow. Okay. All right. Um. So since this is clip for clip, I think overall the song Joiner did was 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 better. But that clip, I think Bizzle killed it as a response, like God responding to his song. I, I don't yeah, see anybody yeah. doing it better than that. That's that's Bizzle yeah. for me. What you got, Jeremiah? I wish I could toss. Um, I will say I I like Bizzles, but then also I like Joiner Lucas. So I'm in the middle, man. I don't know. Um. I'm gonna say Jordan Lucas. I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the what's the name decide. All right, it's up to y'all. What y'all got? What y'all got? I see a lot of Bizzle. <laughs> a lot of Bizzle. 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 No, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> what y'all got? What y'all got? All right, Demo, call it. it. Looks like it's gonna be Bizzle, guys. 
They said round seven wasn't fair. Larissa, what are you talking about? Saying because it was it was God <laughs> responding to the to God's uh, criticism. I don't see what's what's not fair about that. I, it looks like it's got to be Bizzle. I see way yeah, too much Bizzle. Yeah, this is like Bizzle. Yeah. So Bizzle, yeah, Bizzle won. won. Yeah. That's okay. dope. Okay. Yeah. Four, that makes four, sense. Four, three. That makes sense. sense. So, uh, so I heard that uh, Ryan had a joke for uh, Ryan. He wanted to run past <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, you, you ready, ready for this? All right, Ryan. I got a so damn joke So coming to the stage, y'all going to love him, man. Uh, he's one third of the track stars. Super hilarious. This is his comedy debut. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage. Show some love for Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, everybody? All right, so I got a joke for Ryan. Ryan. You don't have to say that either when you, <laughs> you say the joke. Oh, okay, got you. It takes away so, from the punchline. Just say it. Go ahead, sir. Okay, modern day Moses runs out of the building frantic and mad. What was it because of? What, sir? His staff. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah! Jeremiah can't play dad jokes. He laughs at everything. That don't count. That don't count. Don't take no pride in that. That (laughs) No one. There's no hey, victory. There's no victory there. Universe, I need the universe to let me know if that works. Jeez. That work? So this is our first episode of Make Me a Comedian. Ranji, how did he do? Um, is there uh, any other sides that come with this corn that you give? <laughs> <laughs> that was corn. <laughs> I think what killed it for me, what gave you some benefit, is Jeremiah. He lost it soon as you said. Like he heard it before, and it was his favorite joke. No, I did. Yo, that was the first time I've ever Jeremiah, Jeremiah is the best silly, audience man, for silly. anybody. Bring him to the show because he that's he laughs with with heart, like you feel it. The passion, yeah, one thing you need commitment. to know, Ron. Out of all the track stars, I'm the bravest because I'll try anything if you just if you just nudge me. That joke was one of them. You, did that. you, you, <laughs> yeah, tried, you. you know what? You know what was funny. After I showed my wife the version that you did, and I started giving them to her in the car, she was like, <laughs> "Somebody!" And so, then I was like, "You gotta laugh at one of them," and she was like, "Okay." <laughs> so funny. I actually wrote all this stuff in one day, man. So I was you actually, did? Uh, yeah, wow. I did. I wrote it all in one day. Wow. Wow. So, so what's the what's the teach teach Ryan or all of us? How how do you construct a joke? Like, what's what's the break it down for us? The first thing is you don't say, hey, y'all, I'm about to tell you a joke. You never say that. <laughs> hey, y'all, you want to hear a joke? Hey, you, you go. Want it? You never say that. Don't That's make the you first laugh. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my stuff is um, situational. It comes with my life, man. Sometimes stuff just fall in your lap. Like when I said the, the white lady got pushed into the, my app store. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pushed yeah, her pretty hard. Like it, was, it was bad. It was pretty bad, but I don't know where it came from. And who I, in Minnesota, they was protesting. Who I deal was them to... Uh, Loot the Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of all the stores, somebody's like, you know what, y'all? Dollar Tree. I've had enough. <laughs> Dollar Tree. Listen, real talk. Dollar Tree is probably like the only place you can get those cheer jerkers from back in the day, and I love those. So that's candy, though. Let me tell you something. That whole dollar store is empty, but you know what's still there? Lotion. That's why they went to Target. <laughs> Black people, we don't fool with no dollar store lotion. You had to go to Target. Like, hey, y'all, let's get Target now. They got the good lotion. Let's get the, the Nivea, the 48 hour lit Nivea. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What? It, what? Oh, I mean, I do God. have a question, though. What <laughs> is the setup to writing a joke? 
first is you have to say a premise that makes people um that brings the people together like you ever so-and-so and hopefully nobody stupid actually answers it <laughs> you say like hey you ever so-and-so they'll be like yeah i have before like you ain't supposed to answer you're supposed to <laughs> your mind and then you go uh specific you say the punchline and then you flip it at the end i know it sounds really weird but mm. got to subvert wow. subvert it somehow yeah i always thought the first the first rule was confidence Right. Having confidence in, in what you're about to say, because for me, I, my heart was beating the whole time I was getting ready to say that joke. The first one. Right. <laughs> and so and when Sean was like, yeah, you got to do one live. I was like, <laughs> okay. and so then I had to muster up that confidence to be like, yo, even if nobody laughs. But thank you, That's Jeremiah, comedy, you though. saved me. Yeah. That's comedy, though. Yeah, he did. He bailed you out. <laughs> but when you said when you said you got. He did this when you when you left. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and when you said that, um, when you said that you got booed out and you came back six months later, that you had to be that, like no. really hard. It was because I didn't know what I did wrong. Like getting booed is a terrible feeling because you don't know where to start. You, yeah, you want to be like, hey, can I ask you a question? Um, where did I go wrong? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, excuse me. Uh, we have a Q and A after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dope dealers, listen, please listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> You want to ask did you know that room, night that was the room? Like, did you know, or it was obvious when you walked in? I've been there before, but again, oh, it's okay. different when you're on stage. When them lights hit you, everything start going in slow motion. Mm. Everybody, <laughs> you guys don't like me at all. Yeah, I don't want to be yeah. here no more. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> everything is in slow motion, man. But it's funny with black people. I know you said confidence is the first thing. The first thing is appearance. Mm, wow! I think comedians lose just based on the outfit alone. If your Whoa. outfit is terrible around black people, somebody gonna yell it out and you gonna get roasted. That's it. Wow! That's now, it. Your outfit is the first thing. Then confidence. Honestly, uh, comedians to me are, are geniuses. I, I, you met me yeah. as a spoken word artist. I learned how to write watching Def Comedy Jam and Comedy Central yeah. specials and HBO specials because it's something in the way you set somebody's expectation one way and then hit them with something that they didn't think about until you said it. Is 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 genius? It's it's incredible to me, and I learned how to pace through spoken word pieces or raps or whatever because it's it's the same art, it's just in a different form, and right. I, it's it's amazing to me. Um, so for me, my gift as a kid, I used to draw all the time. I used to draw a lot, and my gift is I always saw in pictures. So comedy for me, I'm a very physical comedian. Is bringing stuff to life that I see in my head. You know what I'm saying? So. A lot of times, like I mentioned, when I said the girl got pushed into the app store, yeah. you saw the app store and you like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. You know or um, I can't get out. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this joke like last week. I was talking about how I had a, a friend of mine. They posted pictures of their wedding during quarantine. I'm like, who getting married during quarantine? I said, first yeah. of all, I said over here my one year anniversary. If I had to get married this year, let me, t- let me tell you something. That would have been a sign from God I'm not supposed to get married. We're falling apart. <laughs> the world is falling apart. I can't go to work and we're supposed to get married. The what more do I'm you need? Hey, the only way I'm getting married this year is for shelter. Like <laughs> <laughs> you may take your mask off and kiss your bride. Like, hey, the, 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 the reception will be at the Zoom Fellowship Hall. If you ever want to Here's your password and uh it will be catered by Grubhub. <laughs> Dude, man, once again, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank man. you, Ron. Thank really you, sir. You. Tell them how to find you online if they if they want to follow you. Hey, so actually, uh please be sure to follow me, comedian Ron G, comedian R-O-N-G on all forms of platform, especially Instagram. I post really great videos every single day. Um, also, I have a really dope podcast I do called the Two Piece Podcast, the number two 
P-I-E-C-E podcast. Uh, ladies, you're going to love this show. Uh, please don't block your blessing. Make sure you check that out. And it's for the fellas, but please make sure you check that out. Also, every Thursday, uh, me and my wife do a cool show called Couples Couch Game Show. Mm. Uh, if you're a couple, you're brand new in a relationship and you quarantine or you've been together for married for 20 years, please be sure to tune in. Uh, you and your quarantine king and quarantine queen, please stop by. Check us out. It's on my Instagram live, comedian, R-O-N-G. Uh, and tonight I have a, a Zoom comedy show. Actually, matter of fact, tonight and tomorrow, tomorrow's my Chocolate Sunday's uh, Zoom show. Last week we had 300 people. It was pretty wow. dope. It was oh. chaos, but it was dope. Um, <laughs> so check that out as well. But just go to my um, my page, Comedian Ron G on Instagram, and I'll post all the details. Mm-hmm. Awesome, What time man. is that? Uh, tonight? Yeah. Tonight is 8. Tomorrow is 7 o'clock. I think wow, 7 man. o'clock. Anyway, 8 PST? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is PSD. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specific yes, time. No, no, no. And yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. No, I was saying we're on Eastern time, but you're talking about specific, specific just time. Out of right? habit, so it's PSD. It's, I call it West Coast time. Black people be like, yeah. PSD? Like, no, West Coast time. <laughs> West Coast time. It's Los Angeles time. Thank you, man. Once again, we love you. Uh, come yeah, on man. anytime. Appreciate. You. I really appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me on, man. It's good to hear some. Uh, Good brothers, uh, have some dope conversation. And uh, Jeremiah, I really need you to get a mustache sooner than later. <laughs> I have it. I did. You shave it, man. Right it's much easier, man. Jeremiah oh, is the one that ran out and face. went to the barbershop. <laughs> what did you say? He went to the barbershop. Nobody else has been out yet. Is that what it is? Yeah, he went. So you were, I need to get it. So I need you to wanted to last team. longer, huh? You wanted hey, to last hey, longer. He went to the barber like, hey, make me look like freshman year. He was like, say no more. <laughs> Say no more, fam. Instead of everything but your eyebrows. Only the level is eyebrows. <laughs> this haircut has to last three more months. Make sure it <laughs> go all the way bald. All right, y'all. Let's get back into a unifield with the track stars. Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Now, I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully, you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing. Until next time. Until next time.